Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining us with us today as we are now in the Christmas season. And I've got a special episode for you that I think you're really going to like. I find interesting 10 common myths about Christmas. Things that people think are true about Christmas that actually aren't. And there's certainly lots of things that are true about Christmas that people think are true. But before we jump into that, let's just uh, talk a little bit about this season and just some of the things that you can take advantage of. The first is I'm excited to share with you that I will be speaking uh, on Christmas Eve on Pray Radio, which you can access through the Pray app or uh, Pray.com. And uh, I'm going to be doing a message called Christmas Classics, which is uh, a series I did on different Christmas classic movies like It's a Wonderful Life and Christmas Story and um, many others actually over uh, did it two different times through the years. But this one is on the movie Elf and just uh, really four kind of powerful principles that outlast Christmas, frankly, that we can use in our lives all year long, but come out of the Christmas story and this, the movie just uh, illustrates it so powerfully with the childlike wonder of Elf. And so it's a great, fun movie. I think you'll really enjoy the message, the how it ties it all together. And that's again on Christmas Eve on the Pray app. Pray Radio, Pray.com, all things pray. Yeah, you can you can find it there. I hope you'll listen to it. I think you'll really enjoy it. And again, I think it'll really uh, kind of give you a nice capper as you move into the actual Christmas Day celebration. But the principles will stick with you much longer after Christmas is over. So that's coming up. Then as soon as the new year comes, January 4th, my new book, This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith is coming out. You can pre-order it right now. You can go on Amazon, the the uh, hardcover and the Kindle or uh, ebook edition are both available for pre-order. You can learn more about it there too with some of the description and, and, and the like, and there'll be more things coming out about it but you can, you can see the cover of the book and and a lot a lot more but I'd really encourage you to go because sometimes what happens is that the uh, like I'm getting advanced copies here and uh, so sometimes uh, you can even get the book sent to you a little bit early because Amazon will already have the books and they uh, they can release them a little early so that's the kind of the benefit of the pre-order is is getting it uh, uh, ahead of time. And uh, by the way, if you click the look inside on Amazon, you can read the first three devotions from the book and see all 100 titles. So I'd really encourage you to do that. I I, I think you're just going to love it. I think it's going to just be a, a fantastic blessing to spend, say, three minutes each day and just get some inspiration, some encouragement, some challenge some hope for your life and and for your day and there's just a lot of great stories from travels i've had all over america all over the world that i think you'll 
really love and just some great stories of just some other things uh, within my own life and just experiences that I've had that uh, have some some powerful truths in them. And so um, that's available again for pre-order right now. You can go on Amazon and pre-order it. Thepray.com, Pray app, the Pray radio message on Christmas Eve. The Christmas Eve Christmas Classics message is uh, coming as well. And a couple years ago, I did uh, a podcast episode on stress at Christmas, 10 ways to have a less stress Christmas. So if that's something that could help you, and man, it's helped a lot of people. I've recorded that. I've written on that. It's helped a lot of folks. You can go back in the episodes and you can find that one in December two years ago. And I think if you listen to that, it'll help you a lot. Today, I want to do another 10, but again, this time 10 uh, common myths about Christmas, just things that I think people miss. I mean, look, Christmas is an incredible time of year. A lot of people, for a lot of people, uh, my wife would be in this group, I think it's just their favorite time of year. Calls attention to this just incredible miracle of the birth of Christ and uh, the just amazing, amazing reality that God left heaven, came down to earth. It's absolutely awesome to just consider and that the promises of the Old Testament, the prophecies, and then the Messiah would come and Jesus would come. It, it's just absolutely a phenomenal time of year. It's also, of course, a great time where, where people just seem to be happier and act nicer and families get together and there's all kinds of great traditions that people have whether it's watching a particular movie or playing a particular game or going out and looking at lights or there's so many things that folks do it's just really 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 special special time of year and in this time of of year uh, i hope you're fully embracing it again if you're stressing then definitely listen to that episode from two years ago 10 ways to have a less stressed christmas i think it'll really help you but i thought i'd do something that's you know kind of fun uh, in a way to to just sort of clarify some things but i think also helpful 10 way you know 10 common myths about christmas things that we think are true that actually aren't true and um let's just begin with uh that jesus was born on december 25th i mean that's just kind of a good starting point right you know is is the is december 25th jesus birthday of course the answer is you know actually don't really know for sure um but it begs the question you know well, then how did we end up with december 25th and some historians believe it was a Christian response to uh, a pagan Roman pagan holiday and and that's why uh, that's why it happened that way uh, no one knows for absolute certain but what the Bible does tell us gives us some hints uh, about when it you know might have been and um, chances are it probably wasn't December 25th because the Bible tells us that shepherds were in the fields and it's cold in Bethlehem in December and nothing much is growing there. And so it's normal to shelter the sheep and um, it's not 
a time necessarily to be in the fields. Also, the Bible tells us that Joseph and Mary were traveling back to Bethlehem to take part in a census. But back in those days, censuses generally took place in September or October. So probably it was in, say, late September that Jesus was born. Um, Likely not uh, December 25th. Now, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything because the point is that Jesus was born God came to earth, it's not that it is on a particular day. I mean, the two things that are certain is Jesus was born of a virgin and we don't know the exact date that that happened. Other than that, uh, we just live with the reality that, hey, um, it's it's the date that we've chosen and it's, 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 good, it's a good date as any to celebrate And so that's how we end up with December 25th. But the idea that positively is the 25th of December, not, not, uh, not likely or not positively accurate for sure. Another myth is that Mary uh, rode into Bethlehem on a donkey. You know, an extremely pregnant Mary was uh, riding into town on a donkey is really a very common myth. Um, because most people think that that's uh, in the Bible. But here's the thing. She very well could have made the 65-mile trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem on a donkey. Uh, But in Luke chapter 2, it doesn't say that. It doesn't specifically tell us that. It's funny, isn't it? And you'll see this with some other things, like the star, for instance, that or the wise men, and we just think it's there, but it actually isn't there. So what is significant is how tough it must have been to be pregnant and travel 65 miles. That's the thing that's really significant about the story is just what Mary had to go through. 65 miles in a car, very pregnant, is not comfortable but I mean a car versus however she was transported could have been donkey could have been horse uh, could have ridden in some type of cart whatever it was was not comfortable and would have taken way longer much 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 longer than any type of transportation that we have today so the key really is not that she rode on a donkey, but that she had to travel such an enormous distance. But the idea that it's clear from the Bible uh, is simply a myth. It's, it's not. Another one of the myths, and I just mentioned it, is this idea about the wise men, that there, there were three wise men. You know, it's very popular. Christmas Carol, We Three Kings. Uh, this shows the commonality of of it you know that this is how it happened there were three kings the the gospel of matthew does describe these men as magi or wise men and so we commonly think that there were three of them because three gifts are mentioned gold frankincense and myrrh so 
three gifts, three wise men. But this doesn't mean there were three wise men. There could have been four. There could have been seven. There could have been ten. There's no, there's no way of knowing how many wise men. It's just there were three gifts that were given. But, you know, just think about it in terms of like just if you're a married couple, for instance, and you give someone a gift, they say a gift was given, but it wasn't given by one person. It was, it was given by two, the husband and the wife. Or what if your whole family, you have a family of five and you give a gift to someone. So there's one gift, but it is five people that give one gift. So it's just one of those funny things. Well, there were three wise men. There were definitely three magi. That's how many. That's what the Bible says. Well, the, what the Bible says is that there are three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but not necessarily that are there are three wise men. So again, it's just another one of these little myths, you know, like that we just have to look at. Nowhere does it say Mary was on a donkey, but it does say she traveled. Nowhere does it say there were three wise men, though there were three gifts. So these things kind of have a way of, of and, that's, and this is how myths happen, right? This is exactly how they take place to sort of uh, take over and they become something that they were never intended to be in terms of the accuracy of them. Okay, here's a big one. The myth that Jesus uh, was born in, in a barn or a stable. I mean, this is, you know, just pretty classic, you know, just about every nativity set you see. And by the way, my wife collects nativity sets. I mean, we have nativity sets from Germany and Israel and uh, Puerto Rico and I don't know how many other places I'm leaving out, but I'm sure I'm leaving some Italy and all kinds of places. She loves them. And it's always, you know, like in a barn surrounded by animals. Um, but I'll never forget when I went to Israel and um, we we were exploring and they showed us kind of a, the, the uh, archaeological ruins and they showed us an example of a common home in those days. And when you see the common home, you you understand because, you know, the there's an assumption but the bible doesn't specifically say it says she gave birth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn it's easy to assume that jesus then was born in a barn or or a stable because the manger is mentioned and a manger is a feeding trough for animals right so that that's how it had to happen right there was there was no room for them in the inn and so Jesus was born in um, in a barn. He was born in, in the stables. That's the natural assumption. But here's the thing, having seen it for myself firsthand, in these homes that were, were there and existed in the first century, the uh, people really lived like kind of like upstairs, like on the second floor. And on the first floor, on the ground, was actually like an area for the animals. The animals were, uh, you know, kind of kept in this little area. Uh, and so it's not a barn at all and not really a stable. It's, it's just, it's almost like a, a front yard type of thing if you can picture having 
a front yard and then on the then maybe you walk up steps and everybody lives on the on the second floor so feeding troughs were were very common they were they were common they were in people's homes again in the home proper as you understand it not necessarily under roof part of it but within that say square that represented somebody's home would have been partially would have been uh, under roof and partially would not have been and that's where Jesus would have been placed in other words there was no room for Jesus in the inn and so Jesus then was in one of these feeding troughs laid down there um, in the manger area in somebody's home don't know whose home that was but whoever's home it was uh what a special place for sure so again just another one of these kind of funny myths you know and and it took i i never knew this even as a scholar of the bible until i went to israel and they and they just showed us the exact uh the the exact place and how how it works and and the and the digging that they had done and the homes that they had uncovered and then it becomes very very clear so just another one of these fascinating myths that that you have and uh um, it's just uh really interesting doesn't really change anything because everything that the bible said is true jesus there was no room jesus was laid in a a manger feeding trough it's just that uh it wasn't in a barn it wasn't in a stable uh, and by the way, it doesn't mean there weren't animals there because animals would have been like the family's animals. So, you know, it's it's got many of the same characteristics of everything that we think about in the way that Jesus was uh, born. There were there was a feeding trough. There were very likely animals around. It just wasn't in a barn or in a stable. And while we're just kind of exploding all the big ones, how, how about one more? The idea that a star hovered over the manger. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find a nativity scene that doesn't include a bright shining star, right? Hovering above it. I mean, it's it's just like that's the, the picture that you have, except that that actually is not what the Bible says. The Bible tells us that the wise men or the Magi were given a star that first led them to Jerusalem, coming from the east, and then from Jerusalem on to Bethlehem, which is not very far away, by the way. And that's where they found Jesus. That is what the, the Bible says. Yes, that the, the star is how they found him. But here's the thing. When King Herod found out that the wise men had tricked him, that after they visited Jesus, they went home a different direction and didn't go back to Herod and report back to him like the Bible says he wanted them to so he supposedly could come and pay homage but in fact he had much more nefarious plans for Jesus so they go a different way and so then the Bible says that Herod gave a command that all babies in the region younger than two years old would be killed I mean it's right there in Matthew chapter 2 so what does that tell you well, it tells you that by the time the wise men, the Magi, got to Bethlehem, some time had passed. 
They had been there for some period of time, less than two years for sure. Who knows, three months, six months, a year. So the wise men nor the star were there the night that Jesus was born. Again, doesn't change anything about the birth of Jesus at all. It's just fascinating because we're so tied to the star. Yes, the star led the wise men to Jesus. Absolutely. The star hovered over the spot for sure. It's just when that happened was not the night that Jesus was born, but some period of time later, some period of time later, not more than two years later, because that's two years and younger, but you figure that, you know, Herod was probably giving a, a wider uh, range is horrible. I mean, just, you know, shouldn't just pass over this like it's nothing. I mean, the idea that you would mass murder babies and young children is just beyond belief. But that is exactly what he did. And the Bible tells us that when they when the wise men came that let me just read it to you exactly what it says. A couple of things. One, just to help you, Herod called the wise men, asked them when they had first seen the star. So see, this is probably where he started his countdown from. And when they saw the star, when they finally got to Bethlehem were two different things. But he says, you know, you go and search for the child and then let me know so I can come and worship him. So then they go, they find Jesus and they give him the gifts. And then verse 12 of chapter two of the gospel of Matthew says, later they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. So they went back another way. Then after the wise men had gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, hurry and take the child and his mother to Egypt because Herod is looking for the child. He wants to kill them. And that night, Joseph got up and took his wife and child to Egypt and they stayed there until Herod died. So we don't know how long it was, but we know that it was not, the star was not there on the night in which Jesus actually was born. Okay, how about some more? This is a sixth myth. Uh, Christmas is the most important Christian holiday. A lot of people, I think, think that. And listen, Christmas is the time of celebrating the birth of Jesus. And it is certainly the largest holiday within the world and very popular uh, in America. Very important. But Easter, where Jesus rises from the dead and really it's Easter that is the basis of Christianity, that is the most important Christian observance. Because even though the birth of Jesus is exceptionally significant, it is the death and resurrection of Jesus that forms the basis of the Christian faith. As the Apostle Paul said, you know, uh, unless Christ was raised, our preaching is in vain. The whole foundation of Christianity is based upon the death on the cross of Jesus Christ for the sins of humanity and his resurrection over death, proving his victory over sin and death. That's the, that's the focal point. And in fact, in Christianity, there are things that happen after 
Easter leading up to the day of Pentecost. So there's a much more of a, a focus on, say, Easter than Christmas. Again, this is not Christmas isn't important. This is just to say, if you want to say what is the most important, the most important would not be Christmas, but would actually be Easter. Yeah, here, here's another myth. The Bible says there was a little drummer boy, you know, little drummer boy playing his drum, bum ba dum bum you know, that's, that's right. That's, that's what we think. That's what the song says. But uh, listen, the uh, birthing arrangements, uh, the location, the whole situation uh, were far from ideal for, for Mary and Joseph. Uh, but there's nothing at all in the Bible about a little drummer boy. It just is not there. It's not there at all. That's just completely mythical, made up. Again, we're showing where there's scriptures in the Bible that tell us things. I've read some of those to you. You know, again, wise men but not, and three gifts, but not necessarily three wise men. And it definitely was a star. And it clearly in the Bible, but not there the, the day that, Jesus was actually born. I mean, these are the sorts of things. There's information in the Bible just has to be clarified a little bit. Mary did, in fact, ride 65 miles. Yes, but doesn't say on a donkey. But here there's nothing. I mean, there's just absolutely nothing. There's nothing that indicates anything about it. Not to mention, you know, just I don't know, just thinking about playing your drum for a newborn baby, you know, playing as loud as you can. That doesn't seem like something parents would be very interested in. So it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense on a whole number of levels. But that's one that just somehow got mixed in there, but is uh, not not accurate in, in any way. And then the idea that that the Bible says that Jesus was born at, say, 0 A.D. You know, B.C. stands for before Christ and A.D. stands for uh, Anno Dominio, Dominia, which means uh, in the year of the Lord uh, in Latin. So that's where we get to B.C. A.D. Um, but in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says he was born during the days of Herod the king. And most historians place the death of this Herod. There were several Herods, by the way, but this one at a four BC. And then if Herod ordered all boys, two years and old, two years and younger to be killed before his own death, then you can, you know, you can kind of back it up from there. And, and, and so, you know, I don't know, six BC, five BC, seven BC, somewhere in there is probably the most accurate of exactly when Jesus was born. Now, again, uh, just like December 25th, it doesn't change anything. Jesus was born. It doesn't matter if it was December 25th or sometime in September. It doesn't matter if it was zero AD, the way that we go before Christ, you know, and, and uh, beginning the year of our Lord. Um, those things are not Im important, whether it was 6 BC or zero AD doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. It's just one of those, again, mythical type things where the calendar was set, but based on historical information about when Herod died, we know that he died before, uh, before zero, uh, the switch point from before Christ to after Christ. And so that's, that's how we, how we come up with that. So just one of those little things to, uh, to, to clear up uh, for sure. 
And then, you know, you think about one of the things that can rile up a lot of people is this idea of saying, you know, Merry Xmas, you know, kind of taking the Christ out of Christmas and, uh, you know, the, the war on Christmas, so to speak. But what's interesting about that is that um, some people, of course, may be deliberate in trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Absolutely possible that people do that. But the statement itself isn't offensive because the, the first letter in the Greek alphabet, uh, uh, in, the, in the Greek for is chi, you know, not, it's not the first letter, alpha is the first letter, but the first letter in, in the Greek word for Christ is chi. And in the Roman alphabet, chi is represented by the symbol X. So um, if you look at it that way, then the X really becomes just like a symbol for, uh, say, a, a one symbol or one word symbol for, for Christ. So in and of itself, it's not a bad thing to have, have it said that way. So it's, it's, you know, kind of a myth to, to say that we've taken Christ out of Christmas, even though, again, some may do it. And then another myth is the idea that Happy Holidays, again, is, is taking Christ out of Christmas. Now, again, there are certainly people who that's their goal. There's no doubt they want to do that. But what's interesting is the word holiday means literally holy day. Celebrating the birth of Christ definitely makes it a holy day. So for Christmas to be a happy, holy day is, again, not a bad thing. Uh, a day that we celebrate that Jesus is with us, that God left heaven and came down to earth is, a, is certainly a happy thing. So if you can see holiday as holy day and X as Chi or the beginning of the word for Christ, then maybe it Maybe it lessens some of it a little bit. Some people's motivations may be different, but you might have a happier Christmas if you can let go of some of those things. So there they are, 10 common myths about Christmas. I hope it's been interesting and helpful to you. And maybe you can share some of these around your family times together, make for some fun conversation. Merry Christmas and look forward to being with you again next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.